Hello and welcome to another episode of Para Not So Normal. I'm your host, Brittany, and today I'm here with Tanji, who I recently came across on TikTok. And you know what? I'll just let you introduce yourself. I'll let you tell the audience what exactly you do, and then we'll kind of jump right into the topic of everything. Hello, Brittany. Hello, audience. My name is Tanji. I'm a human design reader. And so basically what I do, um, if you know anything about human design, my type is a projector. There are five types in human design, generators, manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, reflectors. Projectors are designed to guide through a system. So I show up on TikTok and I guide people through the human design system, which is a huge passion of mine. And when people invite me, because that's my strategy as a projector, I give readings. So that's, that's, the gist of it. That's super. Do you know what? We're going to jump into each one because I only recently discovered, I was telling you right before we started filming, I only recently discovered what human design was because for those of you who've been following me for a while, you know that recently I moved to a new location around, it's been about five months now, um, and I have a new roommate and it was my roommate who actually brought it up to me. She's like, what is your human design? And I'm like, human design, what's human design? She's like, your human design chart. I'm like, like an astrology chart, like my astrological birth chart. She's like, no, your human design. I'm like, I'm like, I do not know what you're talking about right now. She's like, you don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, no, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so I think I plugged in what mine is. And if I'm, I think I'm um, a manifesting generator. You said you looked at my chart, but I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of them mean. Um, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know. So I think, yeah, like, because like, we're all different, right? We're only different. And I would assume based on your design, you know, you can go about things differently or different things work better for you is my assumption. So I'm hoping to jump into kind of each one for, for the listeners. Maybe we can tell them how they could figure figure out what their design is if they want to do a quick little you know search up and I don't know talk about each one and obviously if you want your full human design chart read they could come to you I'll make sure I have all your links you know in the description and whatnot but yeah I don't even know where to start because I I don't I'm curious about all of it what you know I'll, I'll why don't I let the expert I'll let the expert talk <laughs> It is, it's a, it's a mind blowing, intricate, fascinating system. So in human design, I'm a first line, which means this is in my profile, which means I love getting to the bottom of things. I love having all of the information and just knowing where the information comes from. So let's get to the foundation of human design, right? Human design brings together four different ancient systems and basically creates a map of your energy. And it tells you the best way to manage your energy and how to make decisions. Like that's what you do with it. That is just the whole thing of human design. But there is a ton more, right? It, it, it talks about your personality and your DNA and your genetics and your physical body versus like, you know, your personality and how you think about things. There's, it's a rabbit hole to end all rabbit holes. I'll tell you that right now. As you're, as you're talking, sorry, I just need to say I'm like getting chills. I don't know why. I'm like, this is interesting. It's obviously resonating, but sorry, keep going. Yeah. So what you do with it though, is manage your energy and your aura and make aligned decisions. Like that's what to do with you design and all of that comes from your type and the the energy centers that you have defined so the four systems that are part of human design are western astrology that's in there the I Ching, the kabbalah and the chakra system okay so these these 
shapes that you see in human design are influenced by the chakras. The lines that connect the shapes are influenced by Kabbalah. The the numbers that are inside of the shapes are influenced by the I Ching, which is ancient Chinese um, divination. It's not super common knowledge, but it's a very, very fascinating system um, on its own. And then, of course, we have Western astrology. So if you're able to see a, a whole rave mandala is what we call it, this circle around your body graph, you see the um, zodiac wheel there and the influences there. So it's like so much. I literally just, I don't know what's going on. I have chills everywhere as you're explaining this. My guides are like, you must listen. <laughs> you must take notes. Um, I'm, I'm already super fascinated. So you said astrology western astrology the chakra system and then the other two you were talking about i'm actually not familiar with what were the other two you said it it some it was one something with ancient chinese an ancient chinese practice or something like that and then called the I Ching, yeah the I Ching. and kabbalah kabbalah okay i'll have to like look into those separately because i i don't even know i've never heard of those well, either yeah and for anyone who doesn't know I Ching is what um chinese uh royalty their priests used to use divination to help them make decisions like you know making decisions for the entire dynasty making decisions on like when wow. to go to war like how to invent all the things right mm -hmm. so the priests in china and this is hundreds 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 of years ago would use divination to inform um the the royalty and so they found these 64 ways these 64 paths to making a, a decision and those directly align with our genetic system okay so with our dna strands these crazy these 64 lines there it's mind-blowing it's fascinating right and so each of the gates in human design there are 64 are directly influenced by the I Ching. Each of those just kind of shows what energy you carry and what you're consistently um, embodying. And the, it, yes, and each one is inside of an energy center. So it's like a micro theme of the larger chakra or the energy center. Basic um, Hindu Brahmin chakras is seven. If for anybody that's into chakras, human design says that we split and we have nine um, in our body graph. So loosely influenced and enhanced through human design. So yeah, those are the systems that are like coming in. And then we use those. We put your birth date, time and location into this body graph. And you can you can pull it on my website, thefeelgoodexpert.com and a number of other websites, of course, like it go wherever you want. I like mine because all of the chart properties link you back to one of my TikToks so you can get a free reading. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love it so much. I want everybody to know. So anyway, this creates a specific matchup of your energy using your birth date, time and location. And it tells you how to manage your aura and how to make decisions. And the biggest thing for me and what I hear the feedback most from the readings that I give, it just gives you permission to be who you are and how you are. They're like, yep, that's that's how I felt in my body this whole time. But I denied it because of conditioning or because of this person or because of society or because of whatever I thought I was supposed to be or do or have. Human design says, no, just be you. And it's okay. And do you know what? I, I'm getting chills everywhere again. And it must be like when you said that, it's funny because I've really been on this journey of self-discovery. Um over the past six months, big time. And I feel like I'm finally getting to meet myself for the first time without those, um, you know, imprints from society, which is really weird because I used to, th I thought I knew who I was and only more so recently am I 
finding out who I am. And I feel like that just ties so perfectly into human design and accepting those different parts of you. Um, so this was divine timing almost. I just find it, it's so crazy how the universe works. But I'm curious about, I guess, the different types. If we can maybe talk a little bit about each type and maybe what that means. We Obviously, we don't need to go in depth on, on each one, but if we yeah. could talk a little bit, like a summary, a summary of each one. Yeah, and it's, it's fascinating also because these types are designed to work together in just the most seamless way, right? So if we all allow each other to be who we're designed to be, we all work very efficiently and seamlessly. So there are four four aura types in human design. Okay, so like the aura itself, and then there are five different types. And I'll, I'll tell you why. So the first one, the most um, common, the most prevalent is the generator type. Okay. And you know, someone's a generator when they have their sacral defined, and it's it's around the same place that you would see a sacral chakra if you're familiar with this, the, the chakra system. And the sacral is all about life force, energy, creativity, um, what we're able to produce, right? And what we're excited about and what energizes us, right? Like what fills your whole body with this lit upness, with this turned onness. Okay. So the generator type is designed to honor that, but the generator type, because they can be productive, because they can commit their energy so thoroughly gets taken advantage of. Society takes advantage of, of generators as much as any other type, because they're like, oh, you can produce, well, produce for me. But generators only work when they feel aligned and lit up and excited by what they're doing. So I'm pretty, I'm like 99% sure my sister's a generator because she lives in the same building as me. And when I, we moved in, you know, with my roommate talking about it, so we all kind of figured out our, what our birth chart, or not birth chart, sorry, our human design chart was. And I, if I remember correct, I think that's what hers was. And it makes sense. It makes sense. She's like a full-time YouTuber now. It's her it what makes her it's what makes her happy she does everything on her own she loves the editing and it's her full-time job like she's been super successful because she's doing exactly what you said essentially but she's working for she's doing it for herself not for anybody else so that would right. align really well. Yeah. And the inverse is true, right? When you do it for someone else and you, it doesn't turn you on or light you up or excite you, it it sucks the life force out of you. It drains all of your energy. Totally. So generators are designed to be warm and enveloping. And so you can tell when a generator is in their aura and they're aligned with it, when they feel warm and enveloped and you want to be near them and you feel excited when you're near them and you feel this lit upness and you love it, right? So that's the generator type. The next most common is the projector, which is what I am, okay? The projector type is designed to be a guide. Like that's what we're supposed to do. We do not have that sacral um, colored in. And so we have to pull back our energy and wait for invitations, okay? So we have to pull back and not try to guide everyone all the time. And projectors will get really resentful because we, we always see this, this more efficient and effective way of doing things. And we want to help. We want to give this guidance, but we give unsolicited advice mm -hmm. and people don't take it. They take it as like bluntness or as an affront. 
and then they feel like um, you're attacking their identity, like them as a person. And so the projector gets bitter and then the other person gets, you know, has their feels as well. So it's really important for a projector type to see themselves, acknowledge themselves as this guide, as this person who's really, really good at managing energy and this person who can um, guide others through a system and create really effective and efficient processes. So that's the projector type. The aura of a projector is cone shaped. So we're not very protected in the back. We pull in the energy of others so that we can understand the energy and then make it more efficient. And then the cone goes right to the G center and helps others with their identity, their direction and what they love to do. So just knowing that right helps eliminate so much of the not self that bitterness and resentment that a projector will feel by not being seen and acknowledged. That's the next one. The the next most common is a manifester. They represent about 9% of the population. These people are the most individual people. They're the trailblazers. Okay. They are here to like forge a brand new path, like to just do something that's never been done before. They're so innovative. And because of that, they cannot fall into people pleasing. Their aura is repelling. Okay. But it's not like people can't stand you don't like you. It means the people that are not here for me have to get out of my way because I am designed to to start something new, to blaze a new trail, to go where we've never gone before. And I can only do that if I inform. I just have to let you know what's about to happen, but I can't ask your permission and I can't be inhibited or encumbered. Like I can't be held back because I get these impulses and I have to move forward on them. And when I get an impulse, I'm designed to let you know and just move about my merry way. I cannot be inhibited in any way. So that's the manifestor type. Super, my oldest son is a manifestor. So I'm like, they're so magical and so interesting, but they also can be difficult, right? With this repelling aura. And they also, you know, they feel that in their heart where they're like, I want people to like me and love me. And they they fall into these people pleasing um, scenarios because they they are, don't honor their own individuality and this this magic that they bring. OK, so it's like the generators are able to create all this excitement and they're able to um, commit their energy really well to things. Projectors are like, OK, I see all this energy. Let me show you how to optimize it. And then the manifestors are blazing these brand new trails for us to, to just fall in behind them. Basically. Interesting. <laughs> With a manifestor. Um, the last aura type is called a reflector. And if you look at a body graph at a, at a human design chart, you'll see that there are centers colored in and there are centers that are not colored in. Reflectors can have nothing colored in. Okay. So they're highly susceptible to the energy of any environment that they're in, of any person that they're around. And they're designed not to take all of that in and do something about it, but to reflect it back, to go into an environment and be able to say how how it's going, to be able to tell us how we're doing. I always say if I could um, describe reflectors as an inanimate object, it would be like the star ratings on Amazon. It gives us so much information. We need it. It's so helpful. They're able to come in and with their energy show us how we're doing and reflectors like it's so fun to be in relationship with because they will reflect back to you where you're at so if you are in relationship with a reflector and you absolutely adore them and they adore you it's like okay this is the energy I'm putting out and this is what's being absorbed and amplified back to me very and if you're if you're a reflector and you feel super depleted and you you know just everything sucks it's like wow this environment is not aligned with who I am and reflectors you know, sometimes they feel bad, right? Like, what's my strength? What's my energy? Am I only here to reflect? Of course not. 
everyone, every single human has these defined gates. So even if you don't have consistent energy centers, you have gates that are defined and specific strengths that you carry. You have your profile that's very specific. You have your incarnation cross. You just have to know as a reflector how to set your energetic boundaries between yourself and the other so that when you want to use this superpower of coaching and reflecting and telling us how it's we're doing, you can do that and you can understand what's yours and what isn't. So they represent about 1% of the population. You don't see too many, like of the hundreds of hours of study and research and readings that I've done, I know like a handful of reflectors, like between five and 10, like not too many. Super, super rare. Very rare. So for you, Brittany, you're a manifesting generator. So you take two types and you put them together. So manifesting generators can be in this difficult position of wanting to be a manifester and carry that energy, but also wanting to be a generator and carry that energy. So manifesting generators are really, really experts at refinement, okay? You pull in what you're excited about. You know what lights you up, what turns you on. You feel it. It it, it gives you the goosebumps. It lights up your whole body. Like, And then you get into it and you're like, why did I immediately change my mind? I thought I liked that. That's It's not changing your mind. It is being able to refine, being able to say what needs to shift, what new path can we go down like the manifester. So you're able to commit your energy using that sacral definition that you have. And then you're able to continually refine upon that. Uh, Generators are a little bit slower in that process, right? They commit their energy and they stick with it. And they, they, they um, are very, very thorough in what they commit their energy to and they stay with it. A manifesting generator commits their energy and they're like, and now what else is available? Right. And what yeah. else can we do? And so it's um, very unique to be able to combine these two types together. And like I said, it can be challenging. You carry the generator aura and the generator strategy. Mm-hmm. So you have to go with the sacral first. What lights me yeah. up? What turns me on? What excites me? And not the impulses. The yeah. impulses are secondary to that... Um, sacral response. So super important caveat, because I see so many generate uh, manifesting generators getting it backward and going every every squirrel direction, right? And they're like, what can I do next? What can I do next? What can I manifest? What can I what impulse can I act on, but their sacral isn't with them. And so then they they get exhausted, they get depleted, they run out of energy, they get really confused. That makes a lot of sense. Very interesting. Um, and just curious, because you went through all like each one. And then you said, uh, so for me, being a manifesting generator, is everyone kind of a combination of two? Or is that just kind of one? one in the only one. Interesting. Okay. Because my roommate is actually also a manifesting generator. Okay. So yeah, we're living together. <laughs> Super fascinating though. That makes sense because I'm very much so like that. I'm always like, okay, I need to do this. 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 Um, and only more so recently have I, you know, stopped doing these things based on societal, you know, imprints and I've started really making decisions for myself and where my passion lies so like the sacral is to me I think of passion what am I passionate about what lights me up very interesting and I do want to comment on the amount of chills I was just getting through the entire time you were speaking Um, I know that sounds like cheesy and whatever yes I get chills all the time but like not so like that was a lot of chills for those listening. Like, I feel like you are just speaking truth right now. I feel like there's so much to this. And I feel like the society, the world would benefit if everyone knew what they were. And if they knew almost, I don't know if coping mechanisms is the right word, but if they knew how, you know, like you were talking about things that would be more so beneficial to them, how to protect 
your energy how to go about certain things because I feel like a lot of us are not aligned with exactly who we are and what works best for us and a lot of people don't even know where to start in finding that and I feel like something like this similar to like your astrological chart you know I'm talking about your full chart because a lot of too many people just go off you know the sun sign and stuff like that and human design I think is I don't know. I'm fascinated. And I feel like based on what you're saying already, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And just a question, you're talking about your projector, you said. So you like to guide. I'm just wondering how, you know, like how I reached out to you. Is that kind of like how things happen? Like, you know, people come to you and then... I have to wait for the invitation. And as you know, I'm traveling right now, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm doing this tour of Europe. Mind blown, right? Like I did not spend a second planning it. I was was invited. I was going to say, let's talk about, let's talk about this too, because... I'm curious how you even got started in human design, like what um, piqued your interest. I'm, I'm assuming you do this kind of full time now, you're traveling. So yeah, exp- yeah I- explain all of that and explain, I- I'd love to hear about exactly how this Europe trip happened for you and it was planned for you. Um, that's incredible, by the way. So let's, I want to, let's hear about it. I, I want to hear how yeah. everything happened. Well, I'm glad you asked because what you were mentioning like societal conditioning and like, you know, if we could just all be who are designed to be, wouldn't it be so much help it? So I have two sons and it was my oldest son, the manifester. He's a manifester type. Manifestors are designed to initiate, okay? They put us on paths. They initiate us into things. And yeah, I know now I have children. I everywhere. I, they, they don't stop coming. It's it's so interesting. Sorry, keep going. So remember I said manifestors like they are not designed to be people pleasers. You cannot tell a manifestor what to do. So here I am in this position of being a first-time mom with a kid that you cannot tell what to do. You just literally cannot tell what to do. Like and I'm a projector. I want to guide. I want and I'm like what what do I what do I do? And so human design came to me um, via their dad, their dad and I are not together anymore. But at the time, he's like, hey, check this out. And I'm like, that is insane. Like, that's, I don't like math. That's a lot of numbers. Like, that's, that's a lot of everything. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're on. But that is, that's too much. But as I started to learn the very, very basics, the type, I learned manifestor type first before my own type, actually. And I was like, that makes so much sense. I have this kid that has, he's just, he gets into these flow states. He's on his own path. You can't tell him what to do. You can't please him. Right? <laughs> he just is. Yeah. And so being able to know that almost from the start, he was probably, you know, two or probably two years old when I first discovered human design, being able to say, oh, okay, let him be. Mm-hmm. I will honor his strategy, which is to inform by keeping him in the loop and informing him and asking him only to inform me, but not ask permission. And it's like, when I watch him in his element, in his aura, in himself, I'm like, wow. You know, of course, as parents, we're very, very judgmental of ourselves. But there are times when I look at him, I'm like, it is so lovely to see someone who hasn't been conditioned out of this magic that they carry. And so knowing that he was very rare, and he's a very rare type, and he's not designed to fall in line or to be told what to do, and that his energy, you know, shifts, and he he um, gets on these paths of these impulses and things that he's very, very excited about, it allowed me to put him in the type of education system that serves him best. It allowed me to parent him in a way that serves him best. It allowed me to 
inform others of what serves him best, right? So that he could stay in this state of less conditioning. We can't eliminate it. No one can eliminate it. Don't think you can, okay? You're a human. (laughs) But to stay in this state of at least being able to differentiate, human design calls itself the, the science of differentiation. So being able to say, this is where I end and you begin. At least that is so helpful. I was going to say, like, I love that you're talking about this. I'm not a parent, so I cannot speak on this. But I have a lot of friends now who are becoming parents, a lot of friends that are now new parents. And, you know, I hear about, you know, all the struggles. And I don't want to say it's only struggles, but it's it's a lot being a new parent. I can only imagine it's a lot. And I feel like a lot of parents, they don't, you know, there's so many books in the world. There's so many this and that. But unfortunately, with today's society, we are so quick to negate stuff like astrology, human design. And it's like, I feel like what's the harm in even reading about it? Because you never know, maybe it will resonate with you. And I feel like there's so much potential, especially, I mean, you're giving a personal example. That's huge. Like we are all different. And if there's ways we can understand our children before they're able to communicate that with us, um, I think that is, you know, unbelievably beneficial. So, I mean, and that that's the tip of the iceberg, right? So when you have a child, you can look at their digestion and environment and you can, you can create digestion, digestive patterns that are ideal and optimal for their physical body that enhance their brain function, right? That help them develop really well. You can help introduce them or put them in environments that feel very aligned for who they are or maybe how they're supposed to sleep, right? All of that is there. 20, I looked up as you were saying that and I saw 2727, 2727, just like a repeating number. Again, the chills, guys, are just everywhere. You gotta look into your human design chart. I just... I know I keep saying it, but like the chills are just, yeah, yeah, everywhere. It's like, I'm like, why? I didn't think that I'd be, you know, I just thought this was going to be a cool, fascinating conversation. And here I am like, you know, because I always take um, chills to mean confirmation from spirit, especially working with my mediumship and doing that. Um, I'm a heavy feeler. I feel everything. So when, you know, I know something is right, if I get something and I know what I'm getting is correct, I guess, like through mediumship, I get chills. And it's like the chills I'm getting are just crazy to me. So yeah, just based on that, I feel, I mean, I don't know anything about human design, but based on, you know, what I do, I feel like there's, this is truth. Like everyone needs to know about this. Um, There's something to it. And it's like the way that your cellular body, like your, your genetic makeup, the the way that that shifts, when you start to honor your strategy and authority, it's like, what, how did I live my life up to this point? But you look back and you're like, that's how I live my life up to this point and conditioning and not self. And now that I know who I am, I can chill. What? So, which leads me to my next point. I'm a projector Mm -hmm. and I had to learn the hardest hard way to chill right? To wait for invitations, to let go of the bitterness and resentment, to not have to guide everyone all of the time. And so when I really started to embody my own design, and I have seven centers undefined, okay? So if you have something colored in, it's considered defined. And that means the energy is consistent for you. You're consistently creating something in the theme of that energy center. And the ones that are undefined, you just get to play with. You get to play with, you get to expand into and out of. But when you try to place your value on the theme of a center that is not colored in for you, that's when you get into not self. That's when you get in trouble. That's when you feel bad. That's when you feel wrong, 
Right. And so I'll use, for example, one that you and I both have undefined, the G center. Okay. The G center is the diamond in the, in the, in the middle. And it is the center of love, direction, and identity. So it's like knowing who I am, knowing where I'm going, knowing, you know, what I love to do. Where is all of this going? Where is my life going? What, what am I doing here? Right. Who am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do for a living? I have it undefined and you have it fully open. And so in the past, I would shame the heck out of myself saying, why didn't I decide to be a gymnast when I was three years old? (laughs) Why didn't I decide to be an artist in kindergarten? I could have had my whole life mapped out. And now I'm so upset that, you know, other people did and I didn't. But when I learned human design, I'm like, oh, I'm just playing. I am playing with identity. I'm playing with career. I'm playing with where I'm going, but I don't have to to stick to it. <laughs> Your face, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I hold on. I need to change my memory card, but like <laughs> I'm just like starting to think back on my life. You know what I mean? Yes. Um. Sorry. Give me two seconds here because I want to. <laughs> this is so. Were you saying that mine is undefined as well? You said mine's wide open. Mine's yours is fully open. So fully is... undefined is when it's not colored in fully open is not colored in and there are no gates there. So gates are like little funnels for the energy. Und- and if it's undefined, it's like it's inconsistent, but you have some anchor points. Like you you kind of get, get the idea of it. But when it's fully open, it's like, I almost can't grasp, grasp the concept of this. This is hard. This is a hard concept for me in this lifetime when you have that fully open and you, Brittany, have three fully open energy centers. And so it's like very, very fluid and expansive. It can be very shaming and judgmental and feel very, very bad on one end. And it can feel absolutely amazing, expansive and like, oh, this is the best thing ever on the other. And so it's being able to say, oh, that's an energy that I'm playing with for this lifetime. I don't have to nail anything down. I don't have to know the answers. I don't have to know where this is going. I I don't have to. It's okay. That's when you feel like you're able to expand into it and play with it and then let it go when it's not there. So is is this why I have so many passions in life? Like I I don't like I don't I don't care. I don't know if I'm going to explain this right, but I am a passionate person. I don't know how else to explain it. Like there are a lot of things in life that I love. Um, And I'm talking about like growing up sports, for example. I love volleyball. I played volleyball through high school. I love martial arts. That was my life for years. I was a martial art instructor for for years. Um, I Musical theater, acting, like I did that for a stint of time. And like I could any one of those and there's more I could name more like gymnastics like and I did these things and I when I say I could throw myself into it and be fully content and happy like genuinely happy doing those things for the rest of my life I would be because I'm when I was in it and even now like to do those things now and again lights that fire I I just so much joy and then there's this side of me with like the divination the you know spirit and this is what I decided to dive into but I would be fully happy doing any of those things. And there's parts of me that are like, um, you know, like with martial arts, for example, I, or I remember, okay, I'll, I'll use the gymnastics one as an example. I only did gymnastics for one year because I was heavily, heavily involved in martial arts. I had to choose. I wasn't allowed to, I, my parents didn't let me do more than one because it was too busy, which is fair enough. Um, 
So they let me do gymnastics for one year just to get it out of my system. But I got asked to join the competitive team just after like one year. And I'm short. I'm five foot. I'm built like a gymnast. And I know I was good at it, you know, and I'm, there's a part of me that's like, maybe I could have made it to the Olympics. You know what I mean? And it's like, there's, I don't want to say regret, but it's like, who knows? You know, I think about what could have happened if I did pursue that. Not saying I would have, but there's that piece of me that it's like, I feel like it was unfinished because there was so much passion behind it. So there's a piece of me that feels like what could my, you know, what could have my potential have where could I, I have reached? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if that's kind of a piece of it. That's, it's you to a T. So like I opened your chart on, <laughs> on another screen. So first of all, for any manifesting generator, manifesting generators are generally multi-passionate, right? Because you have this sacral energy that gets you excited about things. Yeah. And you also have the defined throat that makes you want to like take on all these new directions and follow all these impulses, right? So it's like you have these two things yeah. for you. They're not like combating with each other. They're directly connected. You have this manifested channel that gives you power in the now. It's like, what I'm excited about now, I'm ready. Let's go, right? So that's one part of it. But the fully open G-Center says, but I can't make that who I am. That's not my whole identity, right? Like, mm. I can't, I can't, right? like, I can't hang my hat on this and say, this is me forever. And so it's your not self that gets into the shame, the blame, the regret. What could I have been? Where could this have what, what's wrong with me? Why don't I know where all of this is going? Because you're not supposed to, you're not designed to. And then you have the the gate of beginnings, right? That has you like constantly starting something new. Always, always. <laughs> Anytime like... I look, yes, at a chart, there's just all of these different things that that inform. And so when I when I go through it step by step, and I'm like, this is this, and this is this, and I don't know, you know, the person from Adam, like I get the birth time, and I'm like, here we go. And they're like, what? How do you know my whole life? <laughs> So yeah, all of it is you speaking through your chart. So it's, you have three fully open centers and then one that's undefined. So these fully open centers, it's like, I don't need to know where this is going. I never need to muster my willpower and motivation. If I'm excited about it, I'm excited about it, but I don't need to add anything extra, right? I don't have to motivate myself and I'm excited about it as long as I am. And then I'm not. And then the fully open crown you have at the top is I don't have to know the answers. Uh, it's all coming and going and flowing in and out, right? It's very expansive in your That's... mind and it can be frustrating, create the mental pressure on the not self. Like, why don't I know the answers? And it's like, wait, I don't have to know the answers. It's, it's, it, we're all very expansive. And you have this like massive um, fluidity and extremes in these fully open centers. Like one second, it's all there. And then the next, second, it's like catching sand is what I call trying to catch sand <laughs> interesting yeah because when you said you know I guess my expansive crown whatever I don't need to know the answers that's exactly me I'm like I don't know I don't feel I'm like I don't I don't know I don't need to know I don't but I love talking about things I love especially in terms of spirituality you know I I mean I love that's why you know this podcast I have different creators on all the time and we talk about different conspiracies or different topics and I love talking about it with different people, talking about what they believe. And I'm like, maybe like, yeah, like I love this. But it's like, am I for sure about what any of the answers are? I'm like, no, but I don't necessarily care to know for sure. I'm okay with just being like, you know, what is what is like, I don't know. Like it's, I love talking about it. And you have so much fun having these like aha moments, right? Like these revelations, gate 47. Yeah. (laughs) But the things that you are like drawn to and interested in are not mainstream. Yeah, 43. Right. So it's like, it's all there. It's really 
quite fascinating. <laughs> Wait, when you said gate 43, I'm sorry, gate 47, gate 40, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with these terms. I'm assuming it's like, <laughs> and like, are you talking about like the energy centers or like the... Within the energy centers, there are a bunch of numbers. So you look at a body graph, yeah, it's okay, got the, okay. it's, this, it's this shape. And then there are shapes within the shape and they're connected with these lines. And within the shape, there are all of these numbers and there are 64 total numbers and they have these placements within the body graph. And so every gate carries its own consistent energy or not. (laughs) Got it. So there's, okay. And okay. So there's a lot that goes into this. Yeah. So, but in general, if you look at a chart, if it's colored in, it's consistent for you. Like this is, this is it. This is who I am. This is who I have permission to be. This is my energy. This is what is always available. And maybe what I take for granted. And if it's not colored in, I absorb and amplify from the outside. Okay. But I have, it's important for me to know that I am absorbing and amplifying from the outside because if I absorb and amplify and I think it's me and I try to hold on to it, then I get into my not self. But if I absorb and amplify and I say, this is fun, this is interesting and I'll enjoy it while it's here and I'll let it go when it's ready to go, yeah. then it's like, okay, you stay in your authentic self. You stay in your energy because you know what's consistently you okay. what consistently isn't you. I'm getting chills. So that's kind of <laughs> a lot of mine are not colored in is what your three of them are not is what you're saying. You have, you have three that are fully open, no gate. If, I mean, if you're able to enable um, sharing, I can show you uh, your chart on yeah. the screen. Let me see if I can. And then you have one center that's undefined. So it's not colored in, but you do have two gates that are active in okay. that energy center. Do you see your, your chart? Yes. Okay. So you have these centers that are colored in. This is consistent for you. You are a two, four emotional manifesting generator. And then you have these ones that are white. So the top one, the crown is fully open. None of the gates are active. They're dormant. You have the G center fully open. None of these little numbers are colored in. They're dormant. You have the ego center also fully open. Nothing colored in there. The ego. Okay. Hmm. I wonder what that means. <laughs> I'm so curious. This is what I was saying about willpower motivation. The ego center is our willpower motivation to um, muster something to create in the material world. Okay. So it's like being able to like draw in that willpower and motivation to create or, or um, hold on to resources, manage resources in the material world. And so your ego center being fully open says like, I have nothing to prove. I am valuable because I'm valuable. I'm worthy because I'm worthy. I am not defined by what I have. Mm-hmm. I am not defined by what my income is, right? None of that matters mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I am worthy and valuable because I am. I have nothing to prove. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that someone with a, a, a defined ego center isn't worthy or valuable because they are, right? It mm-hmm. just means that they experience that energy differently. They may actually enjoy using that willpower and motivation and being able to, to um, my son, for example, okay, I'll show you, he has the 2145. So he has this ego willpower center mm-hmm. tied to the throat center. So he is able to use his willpower motivation to manifest, uh-huh. manifest things in the material world with the, with the money channel is what that's called. Sweet. If you don't have the money channel, it doesn't mean you don't make money. It doesn't mean that you don't know how to survive. It doesn't mean that you don't know how to manage resources. Right. It's not uh, directly inverse everything in the chart. 
It just right. means you get to experience it, but you have to be able to release it also. Mm. But for him, it's consistent. He doesn't care about it. It's not a big deal to him. For right. you and I, with our fully open ego centers, like we can get a not self so hard, right? Like right. if only I dressed a certain way, people would take me seriously. If only I drove this car, then this would this would be different in my life. If only I had X number of dollars in my bank account, then this would be this in my life. If only I had more motivation, then maybe I'd be ahead of where I, I, I am. If I had willpower, then maybe I'd be skinny. All of those not self narratives show up in our existence because it's not self. My son couldn't care less. Okay. It's like money just is there. It's just there. He doesn't care. He has nothing at all. to. And he was just born that way. He doesn't get into not self because it is his self to be able to um, intuitively and and immediately know how to create and manage resources. He just doesn't know. It's it. That's it. But if I try to be like him and hold on to it and compare myself to him, that's not self for me because I don't have any of that. Right. Very interesting. And so like you were saying, like if I had decided to be a gymnast when I was three years old and I stayed on that path, what would have happened? Would mm-hmm. I have gone to the Olympics, right? That is not self, that is comparison because your G-Center, wide open. You are supposed to play, try things on, try on different identities, try on different careers, right? Try on different paths, different purposes. It doesn't matter. That's literally what I've been doing. I mean, I just quit my, I was a teacher for the last five years and I quit a month ago. So here I am on a new path. Exactly. And so, you know, if um, you are in the aura of someone that thinks that that's wrong, right, you can take on that energy and you can think that you're wrong. And then they go away. You're like, well, it's really not that I actually feel very good. Things are really working out for me. Why did I feel that way Mm -hmm. in that moment? Or you're in a certain environment, right? You go to, I don't know, a business, like you go into the bank, right? And everybody's very professional, their suits on and they have their careers and like every money is everything. You're like, I feel weird here. Yeah. My energy doesn't fit in here. This is not the right environment for me. But if you go in there and you're like, oh, I'm ashamed, right? My bank account isn't a number that these people would be proud of. And that's not self. If you go in there like, well, that's their path. It ain't mine. Right? Yeah. Then you're like, okay, I know what's consistent for me. I know who I am right. and who I'm not. Right. This is what human design does for me and for my clients or anybody that t- learns about the system. It is mm. self and not self. Okay. Yeah. Right? I love that. I love you know, that you say like not self, just like, no, like these thoughts, these whatever, that's not you. And it's okay to be you. Lean into what's consistent for you. Yeah. Lean into who you are. So in my chart, for example, I have these two centers to find that's it, the root and the spleen. And so I, my mantra is I can move things forward in healthy ways. I know how to do that. I've always known how to do that. That's consistent for me. If I trust that, that always shows up. I'll just know that I'm always moving things forward in healthy ways and I'll wait for the invitation. And the invitations inevitably come. As long as I am not playing with the non-self and trying to be who I'm not, as long as I really, really, really actually deeply on a cellular level trust that I am always moving things forward in healthy ways, then I am. Yeah. <laughs> I can let everything else go, right? I don't yeah. have to fall into the conditioning of what do I need to do to attract attention? Am I saying the right things? Am I on the right path? Why don't? What's wrong with my energy? Why am I so depleted? Why am I so tired? Why am I not motivated? Why don't I look the way that I want to look? Why don't I have what I want to have? Why don't I know the answers? Do my opinions even matter, right? This is me like going through every single undefined center that I have. All of that is not self. And if any of that comes up, that chatter in the mind comes up, 
I can just release it now and say, well, I'm always moving things forward in healthy ways. And there's really not much else to worry about. Wow. I feel like you're getting really good at this, you know, through learning because, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're in Europe right now. I think you're traveling through Portugal or headed to Portugal soon or something. And then you were talking... You're in Portugal, and I'm so jealous, by the way, because for you know those listening, <laughs> you guys know I'm Portuguese. I've never even been to Portugal, but um, it's on my list. It's on my list for sure. You just kind of let it happen. The trip was planned for you. It's just super fascinating. Yeah. So, so let's talk. Let's touch on authority because I haven't really talked about authority. Authority. So we have these nine energy centers, okay, that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. The authority is the one that's in charge. It's the boss, okay. It's the filter. It's the one that you check in with first before you do anything else. So your authority is emotional solar plexus right here. This is your first place to go. Okay. Yeah. And your emotional center works in waves. You get a high, you get a low, you get a clarity consistently. This is your life. High, low clarity, high, low clarity. If you try to make a decision when you're at a high, everything is rosy, right? And you want to say yes to things that maybe (laughs) you wouldn't have normally said yes to. And if you try to make a decision when you're on a low, you say no to things that really aren't that bad, right? And so when you are aware of the wave, then you start taking your time making decisions. You say, let me sleep on this. I'll get back to you tomorrow. I need to ride my wave. I'm not sure yet. I don't know how I feel about this yet. I don't know where I'm at in my wave right now. Let me get back to you on Monday and I'll I'll have more clarity because I'll be able to ride that wave, go through my whole depth of feeling, be in my thoroughness, and then make a decision that is aligned with the rest of my energy centers, but has to start for you with that emotional center. And this is like 50% of people, by the way, very deep and thorough people. My favorite example is I know that Adele is emotional authority. We go to Adele when we want to feel something, right? She Mm. creates depth of emotion and feeling through Mm. this defined solar plexus that she has. I don't have mine defined. So I go listen to her songs and I cry. Sometimes when I watch your TikToks, like I get all the chills or I'll tear up or I'll just, you know, like I'll have the feels, right? That when I'm by by myself, I'm cool, calm and collected. I'm not creating an emotional way, right? I'm subject to the emotional wave and I play with it, but I don't ever feel like I have to do anything about emotions or others emotions. And you don't have to feel that way either. You can just say, oh, it works in waves and it always does and it always has been and it always will be. And it's so interesting how, you know, you're talking about this because I feel like everything's connected. Like talking about just jumping into astrology really quick, like me, my signs, my sun, moon, and rising are all water signs, which is the most emotional, deep feeling sign. (laughs) So the fact that it correlates in my human design chart makes sense. It makes, it just makes sense. Very interesting. And I can pull a chart that puts your astrology and your design side by side and it all aligns. Like it all makes sense together because it is one of the systems that informs human design in the first place. So that's your authority. My authority is splenic. So we skip over to this center called the spleen. Mm -hmm. It's the center of instinct, intuition, survival. It carries all of our fears and anxieties, but it also carries like our, our knowing. Okay. You and I both have it defined, but because it's my first defined center in the hierarchy, it is my authority. So when someone invites me, my only question is, is this good, safe and healthy for me? That's it. 
right? For mm-hmm. you, it's like, how do I feel about this? I need to ride my wave. I need to, I need to go through my process. I need to be very deep and thorough. I skip over that because I have <laughs> very little defined. And I say, is this good, safe and healthy for me? Like my ex who is um, emotional authority, he's like, you're like a lizard, right? Like it's safe or not safe, safe or not safe. But knowing that allows me to get out of my head. It allows me to get out of the narrative. It allows me to um, make decisions that are just aligned with my energy. So I had a client invite me to Ireland. She invited me. I said, it doesn't make sense to me right now, right? It, I, I don't know if it's worth the jet lag to go to Ireland and come back, but I thank you for inviting me. I'll hold on to that invitation. Yeah. So then um, my project manager, and she invited me for the month of October and to stay with her right in her place that she already had booked with two bedrooms. Wow. My blank. But I was like, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth the money or the jet lag. I have kids. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do and how you, all how all that works, right? So is it good, safe, and healthy for me in this moment? No. Then my project manager said, I'm going to be in France in October. I'd love for you to come and, and visit. We've only worked together over Zoom. It'd be cool to meet in person. I know you want to go to Europe. And I'm like, yeah, eventually. But mm-hmm. again, like go now I'm going to be there, not just like eight days, but maybe now seven to 10 days and still don't know if it's worth it to fly over there and then fly right back and money. And da-da-da. so then I was checking my email for this course that I was supposed to take. I knew I missed it. It was supposed to be in July. So I was trying to find the replay and I went and I searched and it was like, hey, sorry, we had to cancel the course for COVID. It will now be in London in October. So I got an email inviting me to London in October and I'm like, whoa, now this trip is a whole business expense, right? I can go and take my level three certification in in human design. I can visit my project manager and I can visit a client. And now it makes sense in my body, in my spleen. Okay. This feels good. This feels safe. This feels healthy for me. I can't. So I, I I'm like everybody, everybody I'm going. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. That's I'm going right. I've been invited. It feels aligned now. Now I will go. So I told my kids, wow. hey, hey, you you got to keep our kids for three weeks. And yeah. Like, oh, my God. Anxiety <laughs> sets in for him. Hardcore. He's like, let me ride my wave. Cool. Whatever. I'm still going. Yeah. <laughs> They're your kids, too. Exactly. And so yeah. he comes he comes back to me after a couple of days and he's like, um, can we go too? And so to me, that sounds like an invitation. And so I'm like, is this good, safe and healthy? It doesn't feel good, safe and healthy for me, for you guys to go because I can't host you well. I'm visiting people. I'm working. I want to enjoy these places with you and I wouldn't be able to. And now it feels like the energy is wonky. So I said, uh, no, but I'm willing to extend my trip. Would you like to extend? And, and, and then I will, I will stay longer. I don't have to fly back. You guys can mm. fly out. I'll meet you mm. in Portugal and w- it will go on our way to more places. And he's like, mm. let me think of, let me ride my wave. Right. Mm. Okay. A couple more days go by. He rides his wave. In the meantime, I go down to the leasing office of my apartment. My neighbor below me keeps beating on the ceiling because my kids, right. I'm on the fourth floor. I go down. I'm like, Hey, I need this or something better. My lease is up. So they're telling me to come deal with your lease. Right. They're inviting me. I'm like, okay, my lease is up. I need this or something better. And they're like, well, I can get you a first floor, but not until November 30th. And so I'm like, well, I'll be in Europe until November 30th. So <laughs> let me just move out and then I'll move back in. Yeah. So the whole trip, right? I don't pay rent while I'm gone. So it's paid for. My kids get to come. I get to visit my clients. I get to visit multiple countries and all very specifically invited. I didn't plan it. I got invited to Ireland. I got invited to London. I got invited to Paris. They told me what to do. They told me where to go. And then my kid's dad loves Italy. He's been before. So he's like, all right, well, let's meet in Lisbon because that's that's a direct flight close. And then we'll go to Nazare. And then we'll go to Porto because I really want to see Porto. Mm-hmm. You can come along, right? Of course. And I'm like, well, I really like Madrid. He's like, oh, I've really been wanting to go to Madrid. Okay, so we go to Madrid. We go to Barcelona. We go to Italy. Everything just kind of 
flows, but it started with me waiting for the invitation. And I would have expended, I I can't even tell you how much energy trying to plan this, trying to force this, trying to manifest this. And this goes kind of into my next point, your quad right. I have three right facing arrows and and we're looking at these right here, the arrows that are by the crown and the Ajna Mm -hmm. center. Right is all about relinquishing control. Okay. Just letting go. Letting go. Let the universe do its work. Just be open. Stop trying to like structure, strategy, do the things, be active, make the things happen. That's you. All of mine are pointed that way. All four. All of yours are quad right. Yes. So funny you say that because literally I had this epiphany, this huge moment this summer where I was like, let go. Like I just need to literally let go of everything. And it just hit me. And I just had that inner knowing and I'm actually going to get it tattooed. Like just let go because it's resonates so deeply with me and it's prevalent in my chart too. So that makes sense. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And so much openness, right? Three fully open centers is not super common. Quad right is not super common. Okay. So it's like big, divine, (laughs) universal guide message. Like, Brittany, please let go. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot of energy, right? Like, and when you're excited about something and when you're turned on by something, do it, right? Yeah. Be thorough. uh, Ride your wave. Mm -hmm. Allow that emotional um, wave to happen Mm -hmm. and then commit your energy to it and then refine it and make it really cool. Make it really good. Right. And then let it go. Yeah open more things are coming and be ready for more (laughs) oh my gosh yeah writing across of the unexpected expect the unexpected unexpected things will always be in your aura and in your experience that is your incarnation for this lifetime right your your purpose and i think i think only recently like i said you know i had a huge pivotal moment in May, like me and my ex broke up, I thought I was going to get married to him, we were living together for two years. And that was kind of what trajected me into this, all of these awakenings I've been having, because the person I am now is very different, like my views, just like everything, like I I said before. And um, yeah, I'm just open now, I really am open. And I guess I had to figure that out by myself. But for those of you interested in human design, like, it might help you out if you're confused because (laughs) (laughs) yeah shortcut but no that it totally resonates that's super yeah i'm fascinated i i don't even have words i keep saying interesting fascinating but i'm i'm mind blown right now Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it's like, there's just so much to it, right? So if we look at your profile, you're two, four. And let me just um, go backward for a second. Anything that's in pink here, anything that's on the right side of any chart that you look is your personality. It's who you think you think you are. It's your mind, okay? It's like this, just this incarnation of, of, of um, if you think sun sign astrology, for example, right? Like how you um, identify as, as a person and a personality in this incarnation. But the design side represents represents your DNA, your ancestry, your physical Mm. body, your vessel. And so human design puts the two together. It knows that moment that the soul entered the vessel and what that created. Okay. So how this vessel that you're in right now interacts with the personality that you're presenting in this moment, but we know it's not forever and ever. So your profile kind of puts those two together. The the two is right here in your personality center and the four is right here in your design center. So the two is like, this is who I think I am. This is who my personality. Mm-hmm. And then the four is how others see you. So this second line wants to be a hermit. It wants to like take time alone. It wants to integrate. And you know that about yourself. You know that you need it, but you have to struggle with it. You struggle with it because your fourth line 
is all about foundational relationships. So anyone who considers you a foundational relationship is looking to you to hold everything together. Yes. You're, you are the foundation, right? And they're always looking at you, but you're like, but I need my hermit. I need to integrate. I need my time alone. But like, I have to, I have to be this for everyone and I have to give this to everybody. And you have, this is no, unconscious. I was going to say, you have no idea how accurate that is. That, that is, that is me. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So it's like human design is so multifaceted, right? Your type is going to tell you your strategy. This is how I manage all this energy that I have. Your authority is going to tell you how to make decisions and your profile raw, the um, father of human design calls it the costume that we wear. Okay. Like this is, this is how like I express in the world. This is how I connect with others. This is how I learn. Like this is how I express myself. And so for you, like being able to set those boundaries in your foundational relationship and say, I have to have my time to meditate. I have to have my time to feel what I'm feeling in my body. I have to have my time to hermit. And then I can serve you better because they do matter to you as much as you matter to them, but they're yeah. always looking at you. That's mm -hmm. your unconscious, right? And yeah. your per your conscious personality is like, but I know I need, I know I need my hermit mode. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and this is, um, there are 12 different profiles, right? So it's a little bit different for, for everybody. And there are overlapping energies. Um, and there are certain types that are all about like their purpose is about serving the other. They have a um, left angle cross transpersonal karma for you. you it's like, I have to learn through my process, right? My, my second line is first, and then I can serve you better. Right angle cross is personal karma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, like I said, I just don't even have the words. It's, uh, I'm floored. <laughs> well, and I mentioned at the outset, my, I'm also writing across and my profile is a one three. And okay. so my process is to gain all of the foundational knowledge. That's the first line. And then to experiment with it. That's the third line, right? And so I am different from you in that way. And I express differently than you and others with my one three, because like my personality is like, um, I think I'm a bookworm. I think I love to read. I think I love to have every reference book that there is and I think that like I um, know so many things and I have all of some foundational knowledge but my third line is all about try and fail trial and error bumping into life challenges and this is how others see me <laughs> just, they're like wow you're so resilient right like, <laughs> so many things happen to you and it's just amazing how you just mm -hmm. keep on getting up again and I'm like yes and you're like what do you mean <laughs> No, I mean, I, I know it, right? I, yeah. I know I'm bumping into life, but I'm like, yeah. well, let me gain more knowledge, right? So here You're, I am in the human design system. Yeah. Like, let me figure out all yeah. this energy because this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. that oh. That's one, two, three, and four. And then I'll tell you about five, uh, fifth and sixth lines. And so there's 12 potential combinations of these six lines of um, different personality types. So if you are... Um, pulling your chart on my website and you click on this, it'll tell you the conscious of your profile and then you can go find the unconscious and kind of piece them together. So this is one, two, three, four. One, two, three is all about like how we learn, okay? It's a very personal process. And so both of my numbers are in this very personal individual process for me. You're kind of like straddling, right? Like you have your personal process, but you also want to connect. Mm -hmm. with your foundational relationships foundational relationships are utmost importance to you and they look to you quite a bit mm -hmm. a fifth line is more about like a larger community they are the hero they're the savior they want to solve the problems they want to look out in mm -hmm. their community and see what can be solved right they always want to be helping 
and uh, solving problems. So if it's in the unconscious, everybody's looking at you to save the day. If it's in the conscious, you're like, I am a problem solver, right? So this is kind of how it works. The Mm -hmm. last one is the sixth line and they are um, becoming a role model. So they take all of these third line experiences and and failures and trial and error, and then they turn it into wisdom and they become a role model um, Mm -hmm. for others and for the larger collective. So yeah, and this is again, of the iceberg in human design every single planet means something every single channel means something every energy center every profile every incarnation there's like 194 incarnation crosses and then we haven't even talked about like your we, we i briefly mentioned digestion and environment and then you have a strongest sense every arrow means multiple things it's it's i feel like Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we can talk about this for literally hours, Um, you know, especially from someone that really doesn't know. I mean, I don't really know anything about it. Like I said, I was first introduced to this in the summer and I'm all in, I'm, I'm all about these things like astrology, human design, just all things that are kind of outside of the norm. And it's one of these, this is something I could probably like, again, like passionate, I feel I could dive into and be super, you know, just curious about. But, you know, like you said, I need to kind of pick and cho- pick and choose in a way, not pick and choose, but like, I'm so passionate, I could kind of go in mo- many directions. So for me, I feel like I could just continue asking you questions and more questions on, on all of this stuff. Maybe I'll have to have you up on here again another time because I know we're already over an hour. Time is just like going, I'm like, I have so many more questions I want to ask. Yeah, um, and we can read your chart. But again, like the only thing for you specifically is like sit down and integrate right like do your hermit mode let let it integrate and then mm-hmm. let your emotional authority do its thing and then decide if your sacral has the energy for human design and where right do i do i have the energy do i feel lit up about a reading do i feel lit up about getting a book do i feel lit up about telling my friends about this right it's like being able to work through that flow and that process so really just listening to what i want to do kind of in the moment like what's lighting me up in i mean yeah in the moment does that if does that am i interpreting that correct your sacral yeah what what energizes you what excites you what gives you the feels what you want to produce what you want to create that is your sacral Mm -hmm. and so allowing that to light up and then saying okay let me ride my wave because who knows where i am on it right Mm -hmm. i might be on a high right now i might be on a low right now i might be in full clarity i don't know yet it's only hindsight there's no clarity in the now when you have this emotional authority because you're consistently on this mm-hmm. wave that it can be hard to discern um, in the moment. So it's like, okay, if I just ride my wave, then I will know. Okay, let me show you. I'll know what I want to move forward. Mm. Okay. And so when I know what I want to move forward, I can I can trust that energy and I, I know that it will inevitably create its own momentum and move forward. And then my sacral will take over, give me the energy to sustain. I'll intuitively know and I'll use my power skill to manifest whatever it is that I'm feeling lit up at, about in the moment. Like this is the energy centers speak. Wow. Okay. But if I get in my head and I feel like I need to know the right answer, then I'm out of my 
my so consistent it, energy. Right. Okay. If I try to make this a brand new perspective, right? Mm-hmm. If I try to make this my whole new point of view on life, then I'm in my not self. I'm an open-minded person. I'm open to all of the things, right? Mm-hmm. If I try to make this my direction, I'm in my not self. If I try to motivate myself or create willpower that says I have to learn this, then I'm in my not self. But if I ride my wave and I know that I will inevitably move forward what needs to move forward, and if I'm lit up and excited about it, I'll intuitively know, right? And I will be able to instantly manifest whatever it is that I want with okay. this manifested channel that you have. Then I'm in my, then I'm in my um, authentic self. Then this is, wow. this is who I am. This is what I'm okay. supposed to do. That's that. It honestly, it's amazing. Just what you're describing too. Like I said earlier, I've only kind of started really listening to myself this summer, and everything you just like what has been really working for me is by doing exactly what you just said, and I had to come to learn it on my own everyone needs to get a human design chart reading. I, everybody go get a human design chart reading because I'm, I'm seriously mind blown. And I'm really curious. I'm just looking at the signature, not self digestion, like the, the ones yeah. at the bottom. There's two that I'm curious about really quickly, if that's okay. Um, one is, okay, kitchens. Do you mean like what, what, like a environment kitchens? Do you mean like a kitchen? I just, I don't know why that, I'm just thrown off by that one a little bit. I'm just curious if you can touch on okay. that. Yeah, let's let's talk. I I mean, I have if you have time, I have time to talk oh, about I, the Okay, the last I do. Few. My kids are out surfing. Oh, I love <laughs> in surfing. In the Atlantic Ocean. I I surfed Lucky. for the first time yesterday. It was insane. My my glutes hurt really really bad. But it, I mean, I loved having the experience. Um, in my design, I have the channel of struggle, so I have to do things that remind me that I'm alive. <laughs> I have to struggle. I have to challenge myself with these these physical body things. And it was so fun. It was such a good experience. So your signature and not self comes from your type and your strategy. If you are honoring your strategy, you will feel your signature theme, which is satisfaction. It's like, I got exactly what I wanted in the way that I wanted it. And and I feel so deeply Mm -hmm. sacral satisfied. And the not self theme, if you are not honoring your strategy, you're going to feel this frustration. You know, it always feel like something's missing, right? It's just so frustrating that I just can't quite get it. I can't quite get there because the sacral wants to experience this committing of energy and this ability to kind of like really be in that that productivity and that feeling of lit upness and life force energy and being able to like really, really be in your desires and enjoy them and feel satisfied them by them. And frustration is denying that sacral energy, right? De- denying your desires, denying what you desire to produce. Is denying what lights you up and what excites you, you're always going to be a little frustrated because you're trying to square peg round hole, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't I love my job? Why can't I make myself love my job? This is so frustrating is because you're doing something that your body doesn't agree with your, your embodied response. And being able to listen to your embodied response is is so much simpler than people think. They always want to apply it to the biggest things in life, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I better change my career. Let me move to right. another country. Let me shift my relationship. No, it's like, am I lit up by what I'm about to eat? Because if I am, I'll probably digest it better. Am I lit up by what I'm about to wear? Am I lit up by the the temperature, right? Like all of the little things, you can listen to that sacral response and you can start discerning what is energizing versus what's depleting. That's it. And when you really, really trust that on the smaller things, then it makes complete sense in the bigger things, right? It's like, oh, yeah, 
no wonder I hate my job. It sucks the life force out of me every single day, right? Okay, yeah. how can I honor my sacral on a day-to-day basis? Because that is going to bring in through my aura, the more aligned opportunities. Like for you, probably your most aligned opportunities come from your network, like your foundational relationship, right? Because this is you in your, in your aura, in your personality and expressing yourself in the most aligned way. And then people are like, oh, now I know, now I know what, what, what you're, uh, where you're vibrating right now. Right. Hmm. But if you are trying to be your not self, it's like, oh, okay. Your aura is wonky. And then you're not as magnetic as you, you could be. And those opportunities don't come in in the same way. So that signature and not self, and it comes directly from the type. So every generator and manifesting generator will have the same strategy and they will have the same signature and not self theme. Every projector has the same strategy, signature and not self theme, reflector, manifester, same for that type. Mm. So it's the type that informs. And again, if you go um, on my website and you click on it, I'll, I'll explain it in great detail. Um, what every single thing means. Your digestion and environment are informed by these two arrows. And these two arrows represent your physical body. Okay. So when you are eating either what you're supposed to eat or in the condition that you're supposed to eat in, then your brain works better. Your physical body works better. When you're in the environment that you're supposed to be in, your brain works better. Your whole physical body works better. You feel more aligned. And then your sacral works better because you can tell your body is consistent now. Now you can tell what's lighting you up and what isn't. So for you, your digestion, ideal for you to be in complete silence. Okay, to be able to digest well, if you want to turn your brain off, turn on the music super loud, right? Go to a restaurant. If you don't want to think about things, if you don't want your brain to function, if you want it to just all be foggy and fun, be loud. But if you want to digest really well, be in silence. This is your digestion. And there are um, six different types. And again, if you pull your chart, like it'll show your specific type and you'll be able to get the details of that. My digestion is closed taste. So like, I just love eating the same things over and over and over and over again. <laughs> like that's, that's it. Mine is based on what I eat. Yours is based on the condition in which you eat. So there's three um, types of digestion that are based on what you eat. And then there are three based on the condition in which. So for so- you eating in silence or reading in silence or studying in silence, because like with eating I've never really thought of that but with reading studying it has to be silent otherwise I do not absorb anything I never would have thought that that would have related to eat like when I eat I never really eat in silence I always put on a show or I you know what I mean I something to I don't know maybe I'll start doing that because I don't know digestion I don't know it's something that's important to me health is important to me and that's why I that was the other one I was going to ask you about digestion because I'm yeah, anything I could do to better my digestion, I'm like wanting, you know, I'm I'm in for. <laughs> and I tell people like, try it on for size, okay? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm God. Like, I don't think this system has every answer that could ever right. be asked, right? Mm-hmm. It's the questions that open the mind, not the answers, right? So it's like, oh, okay, here's something to bump up against. Try it on, see yeah. what happens, right? Yeah. If you hate it, let it go because your yeah. strategy and authority will bring it back to you when your body is ready. Right. If your body isn't ready for it and you try to force it, especially with the lower ones, like um, consecutive and alternating appetite, they're designed for one ingredient at a time. If your body isn't ready for it, your body isn't ready for it. And your sacral is going to be like, nah, I'm not going to do that right now. Right. Your strategy and authority will bring it to you. That's the, the thing, strategy and authority. Your environment, okay, this is the, the second arrow here, is kitchens. And so kitchens is where we take something, some 
raw ingredient, for example, and create something new. So for you, it might be an art studio. It might be a yoga studio. It might be a literal kitchen, but it's like, you want to be where things are being created. Right. Okay. But it's in a, it's in a passive place. So it's like, I want to, I don't want to go there and be super active. I want to go there and chill. Mm. I want to go to an art studio and like, this is where I go to relax and flow or a yoga studio or go in the kitchen and, and watch other people cook, for example, or maybe cooking is like very relaxing for you. So and the environment of kitchens would feel like a very aligned environment for you to go and chill. It's yeah, it's it's funny you say that because when kitchens was you know I looked at it I'm like kitchens. I mean as when you explain it obviously it makes more sense. But cooking and being in the kitchen, not when I'm in a rush of course, is one of my things I do to wind down at night. Like I love cooking, but I it's like a whole thing for me if I'm gonna like do it. I have everything there. I'll put maybe a little bit of music on, a glass of wine, whatever, and I. It's like my zen, it's like one of my zen times at least. So, and you're yeah. I, you're wet kitchen, so like you're you're supposed to be in a more humid environment as well. So you might like Costa Rica, for example, or somewhere that feels a little bit more wet or tropical. Yeah, I love. I'm all about the tropical weather. So living where I live now, where it's cold most of the time or chillier, like it's not. I don't know. I definitely see myself in future somewhere more tropical so that makes sense as well because <laughs> the cold sucks the humidity out of the air right like you have to yeah. get humidifiers up north and see just to give you context one of my best friends is kitchens but her arrow is facing the other way mm. so she'll go in the kitchen and she'll freaking cook for an army like she cooks like it is her job like she is so active wow. in the kitchen and she is dry and this girl will not stop talking about Santa Fe right she just she always goes that direction when she travels <laughs> she loves to be in these like dry desert arid environments it's fun for her <laughs> this uh, is what she, she's like teach you've got to go to Santa Fe and I'm like why <laughs> <laughs> I'm caves. Like, I'll just, I'll stay in my corner. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really good. She's but in her element there. Same environment, but different facing arrow right. means like different energy. So the right passive, right? You go wind down. The left arrows are active. Like they, they want to be active. They want to be in action. They want to uh, create strategies. They want to be able to be very specific about things. But for you yeah. and I, we're a little, a little more flowy. Right? Chill, yeah. <laughs> let, let life happen. It's okay. Yeah. Deal. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's so funny. Because that's that that is me. And I haven't added to my website, but I the the level three course that I just took was on the other two arrows, which is perspective and motivation. So it's like the lens through which we see the world and then what motivates us to act. Next level, fascinating, but I'm trying to find a way to distill it and make it like a three minute video <laughs> that right. is uh, understandable because it's like when you talk about the mind, it yeah. just gets a little like crazy. And I, but... can, I can only imagine with your videos too, because I could tell just by talking with you, like you're only touching on a lot of this stuff. And for me, I'm like trying to absorb all of it already. I'm like, this is a lot of information. I already know I'm going to go back on your website and go over like my, my chart again. Because it's a lot to comprehend if you don't if you don't really know about it. Um, yeah. But I can only imagine it's hard for you to, like you said, like make the short videos because you have a lot of you know that content on your TikTok of the shorter clips and stuff. But there's probably so much more that you can really dive into. Yeah, and but I mean that's that's why I, I offer readings as well, right? And so uh, I always tell people like, and and this is part of like signing up for reading. Ask me a specific question because when you come to me for a reading, I could talk to your chart 
about your chart for 10 hours, like literally consent. If I wasn't a projector also, like I've, I've got a good two to three hours of external output and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. But the information, right? I 10 consecutive hours without taking a breath. Like there's just, there's so, so, so much. But the, like you said, the place that I'm in now, this is what I'm learning. This is what I'm starting to integrate. This is what I'm starting to embody. But as you continue to evolve through this process and you continue to um, honor your strategy and authority more and more, more questions come up, more curiosities come up, more things to bump up against and more of the not self starts to show up and you get curious about it. And you're like, oh, what else is here? And Mercury gates, for example, like, what am I always talking about? What am I designed? What am I designed to speak about? How do people hear me best, right? South node, what's my, what are my overdeveloped character traits? North node, what am I here to like expand into in this lifetime? What's grounding for me? Where do I shine? All of these questions and answers wow. show up in a chart and it, it blows my mind, right? Like I said, when I give a reading, a lot of times I don't, I don't know this person and I'm like, okay, here's what I see. And they're like, what the? <laughs> yeah, because you're just, you yeah, you're just reading the chart, but the charts are so, I mean, they're accurate based on at least what you're telling me now and your experience with, you know, those that you work with. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I need to get an in-depth reading from you <laughs> on every single one. I'm really intrigued. I could see myself wanting to really dive more or learn more about it, I should say, because I'm not trying to take on anything new or start talking about this stuff because I don't know about this. <laughs> I got a lot going on right now. But um, yeah, this is super interesting because astrology is something that, you know, a lot of people know about, but I feel like human design is not that not saying they're similar, they're, they're different things, but similar in the way they're both kind of, you know, not the norm, you know, they're more so, you know what I mean. But human design, for whatever reason, is just not talked about as much. But there's so much to this it's new mm -hmm. it's new so it was a it was like a channeled message that came through a canadian man ah. actually he was in ibiza ibiza at the time and this was in january 3rd 1987 okay so wow. he passed in 2011 but he dedicated from 1987 to 2011 25 years to um getting the system out there speaking a lot uh, transcribing his message a lot creating all of these maya yep. mechanics is what it's called like to, to be able to put it put the data in and get something back out giving uh information and energy to teachers that that carry on this message for him so it's not talked about a lot because it's it's very very Fresh. It is. And I, as you were talking about this person, the chills I got from head to toe, just everywhere. It's so incredible, like spirit channeled messages, like there's so much out there that, you know, is the unknown. And I love that we are still, like you said, this is relatively new. I love that, you know, we're still, you know, learning from these things. Like there's so much out there that we don't even know about that's not talked about. So if you, right. you know, for those listening, if you haven't even heard of human design before, check it out you know they need to all follow you on on social media and yeah give tangi a follow yeah. because <laughs> there's so much there's just so much and here, here's another mind-blowing thing and you're going to resonate with this too uh because we have the same sense your design sense so like your cognition the way you take in the outside world we both have the strongest sense of feeling okay and i don't know where the heck it came from but i started calling myself the feel-good expert and i'm like that it's it's kind of weird honestly 
But what I told my friends and I was like, is why do I have this? Like, should I, should I use this? Is this weird? And they're like, we love it. Yes. Call yourself the feel good expert. I'm like, uh. and I tried to get rid of it a few times. It wouldn't go away. And then I learned in my design, my, my cognition and my di- design sense is feeling. And we are all about like the vibes, right? We mm-hmm. come into a room and we feel the vibes and then mm-hmm. we want the vibes to feel good. Mm-hmm. So strong and students feeling is all about like helping people feel good or better. <laughs> feel good or at least better because it's like I want the vibe I want this feel good vibe because I can feel it as soon as I walk into a room I can feel it from a person I could never explain it I I could never put it into words but my strongest sense is the feeling right the feeling the spidey sense that I get from people and so when I feel it I'm like I want you to feel better I want you to feel really good. I'm all about feeling. So I found this system that I can help people give them permission to be who they are, Mm -hmm. feel good, feel better, know how to be aligned. Because, you know, you hear all this manifestation techniques, like Mm -hmm. get an alignment, raise your vibration, Mm -hmm. do this, do that. But it's like, it was abstract for me. And so for me, it's like, okay, this is how. This is how you can line up with what is vibrating consistently for you and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And this is how you can be who you want to be, do what you want to do, go where you want to go, feel really good in your body, feel really uh, aligned with who you are and who you're meant to be and your purpose. Mm -hmm. And so the feel good expert, that's where that came from. So that's my handle everywhere. That's the website. And then my name is TNG. So Let's I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. I have a very unique name. No, yeah. And I'll have all of you linked no. as well. Is it's there- so funny that you say that because I'm literally the same way with feeling. I walk into a room, I could tell you how every like what everyone's mood is without even knowing who they are and it's you know you're you do this work because you help people feel better and it's similar with the work that I'm doing and the work that I've kind of done in the past too just I mean specifically talking about my card readings right now like I love making people feel better or helping give clarity so that makes sense and also ooh, it was just on the tip of my tongue I always why do I do this when there's so many things going on in my mind I'm like trying to remember yeah what was oh the manifest you were talking about manifestation what I would always say to people because you know you could try all the manifestation techniques oh this is the best manifestation technique this and that I always tell people there is no best manifestation technique it's different for everybody what I would always say though is you have to do what you know is best for you what feels best for you like for me it's it's all about the feeling if you're doing something and it feels like a chore you don't want to be projecting that kind of energy but I don't you know I never knew a better way to explain it other than you know, play around with the different techniques, find what, you know, aligns with you and try that technique or whatever it is that works for you. But, you know, if people want a specific answer, if that's even hard for them to do, like get your human design chart read, you know? Yeah, because so many of us are are designed to relinquish control and to stop trying to make things happen, right? And, And so when you go down the rabbit hole of manifestation, you're like, oh my gosh, is something wrong with me? Is something wrong with my technique? Is this person wrong? Is the universe even exist? Like now I'm questioning everything about my life. But when I go back to my design, I'm like, oh, well, I'm just literally I wrote um, at the beginning of the year in January, I wrote three week vacation in Europe on a post-it and I stuck it on my vision board and I forgot about it. I mean, I like I did not focus on it. I did nothing about it. Nothing like absolutely did nothing to plan it to, to think about where I wanted to go. Nothing. And then boom, 
I got invited. I waited for the invitation. I pulled back my energy. I did what I wanted to do. I studied, right? Like set up my website, did all of the things, but whatever it is that I do from day to day, I spent time with my kids. I didn't think about it again, right? And that is how I'm designed. I did not sit there and ponder all day, every day, how to get myself to Europe, how to get in the vibration, like how to visualize. I didn't have to. It just happened. I got invited. And and not only did the invitation come once, the invitation came three times. Did you say it was three times yeah, and only on the third time? Third time. My authority agreed. Yeah. That's and that's what you can trust. Mm-hmm. You can trust. It's, yeah. It, and this is like this the system tells you what it's safe to trust in mm-hmm. and what what is your not self. So me trying to manifest things, me trying to take the reins, me trying to like be all up in that is my not self. And it is a whole mind trip, right? That I can go on forever and ever. Or I can say, I let it go. And I know that I consistently move things forward in healthy ways. Yeah. And if I honor what is good, safe, and healthy for me when it comes in, then I'll always be on the right path for me mm. and be experiencing what I'm meant to or designed to experience in this lifetime at this time. Right. Wow. I love that. I really, really do love that. And I I just wanted to thank you for, you know, taking the time to go through pieces of my chart to break all of this down for, you know, a lot of us. Um, and for those listening, I'm sure, like I said, I keep saying it, but you guys go, go give her a follow, check her out. Um, I'll have everything linked below. But was there any last final things you wanted to say? Anything we didn't touch on that, you know, you think is important? Um, no pressure, but just kind of letting you say anything you want before we, re- before I wrap things up here? I think the main thing that I find myself saying often, and maybe this comes from my strongest sense of feeling, but if it resonates, go with it. But if it doesn't feel right, it's really safe and okay to let it go. And and we we just gave that example, right? If human design doesn't sound interesting to you, let it go. It's in your aura already. <laughs> if it is meant to be, it will loop back around and it'll do it in, in the most obvious way. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at your chart today, right now, and you're like, well, that's me, but that isn't me, but that resonates, but that doesn't. And I don't understand this. And this is very confusing. Let all of it go because all you have to do is strategy and authority. And 99.9% of the time when I tell someone their strategy and authority, that signature and not self theme hit like it's like, oh, that hits me hard, right? For for a generator, like it will deplete you if you yeah. are not lit up by like it yeah. hits, right? For yeah. a projector, you will feel bitter if mm. you're not invited. They're like, oh, that, yeah, that hurt. And for manifestors, you're you can let go of the people pleasing. You can just do what you want. It's okay for you to be an individual yeah. like my soul, right? That's all you have to do is strategy and authority. Everything else, the digestion, the environment, all of the gates, all of the channels, all of the energy centers, it matters, but it doesn't because okay. the only thing to do yeah. is strategy and authority. Try it on for size. If you like it, keep it. If you don't let it go, it's okay. Oh, thank you for saying that too. And you know, I say that with my readings too. If I say something, if it doesn't resonate, don't hold on to it. Let it go. You don't have to try to make things fit. Just be. And like you said, go with what feels right for you. Yeah. But thank you so much again for everything today. Um, I'm sure I'll have more questions for you in the future. And I pro- I'm a projector, so I'm waiting for the okay. okay, so I'll know that you'll be there. Okay, I'll come to you. I'll definitely come to you. But I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode. Definitely check Angie out. Give her a follow. Um, thank you. Thank you, everyone, again so much for listening. Looking forward to the next one. And hopefully I will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.